Can you think of something you've done or not done and got off lightly? Um, there's probably loads of things you could say, aren't there, really? But I'll just give you a very, a very quick one for my part. When I was younger, a teenager, and uh, we lived in Ripon, and my father was a, a policeman there. And uh, a phrase sticks in mind from uh, mother, who's, who's now 98, but this phrase still sticks in mind. You better be careful what you do, because your father will get into trouble. He's a policeman, you know. And this didn't really seem to make a lot of difference to my teenage years and um, but one of the things perhaps a bit more serious um, thinking back on it was uh, a friend and I used to go and play and have a cigarette in a, in a barn next to the police station believe it or not this, the police station's still there but the barn isn't uh, and uh, <laughs> yes this barn was full of hay this barn was full of hay and we had this romantic idea uh, because if you know Ripon it's not been in the, in the news lately but occasionally they have a, a, quite a serious subsidence problem down by the river don't they and the, the limestone that's wearing away and it is rumoured that there are all these caves and caverns that lead from round about the police station and where this barn was down to the, down to the river we thought one night we'd start digging uh, which, we, which we duly did. But I'm not sure whether it was Alex Swales, he was the culprit really, it wasn't me to blame, who dropped a cigarette and the next thing we knew, uh, well we went home but then the barn went up or some of it went up in smoke, the hay certainly did. And um, I don't know how we got found out but we did. But we got off lightly, I, got, I, got, I remember getting a doing and thinking back on it, I suspect the inspector at the time who lived quite near the barn had some harsh words for my father and uh, this kind of filtered down to us you know but the point is both of us really got off lightly you know we weren't sent away for it was mischievous it, you know it wasn't willful sort of damage although digging a hole in the barn wasn't a, a great idea and we never did find that uh, that cavern under the under the police station <laughs> probably just as well. But I'm sure you can think of other things where you've, um, you've got off lightly. And it sort of, I thought it kind of leads into this, this story a bit about, about Moses. Now I've, I've done this, uh, we've been away this week, uh, and so I've done, the, I've done account my attempt at a mind map for my own thing, it's not on Britain. I've, I've probably done it all wrong, and I've done it clockwise. And if I start going Anticlockwise, I'll get it back to front, won't I? But I'll try my best. So, chap the chapters in, in Exodus, um, this may not be necessarily chronological order, but it's in chapter order. By chapter 12 in Exodus, Israel, the people, are in the desert. They've left Egypt, haven't they? And by chapter 15, they're complaining about water shortage and food shortage. And by chapter 19, this is only three months after they've left Egypt, um, there's no food, short of water, and God sends down the manna and the quail to eat. They enter the Sinai Desert. By chapter 20, the Ten Commandments have appeared to, to Joseph. And uh, we're familiar with those, aren't we? And there's a little rider on the end of these. Oh, by the way, no fancy altars or idols, no gods of silver and gold. 
by chapter 24, the covenant is confirmed. Chapter 25, God's instruction um, about the tabernacle, very specific, and the type of materials, the dimensions, the internal arrangements, and so on and so forth. By chapter 31, everything's in place. Oh, and a reminder about the importance of the Sabbath. And then we get to chapter 32, where Moses then uh, is up the mountain and because he's up there for 40 days and 40 nights, isn't it? Because that's quite a long time, isn't it, now? Because the average attention span now of a lot of us is about 40 minutes, if we're lucky, isn't it? So 40 days and 40 nights is, is quite a challenge. So um, we get to this passage that, that Megan's just read, where God realises that the people have done something terrible uh, back down, down the mountain, uh, they've pleaded with Aaron and said, you know, where's Moses? He's been gone forever. When is he coming back? We need something a bit more tangible that we can relate to, um, if you like, to, to worship and, and so on. So Aaron, I suppose foolishly, bows to the pressure and says, well, bring all your gold, and, all your gold to me. And because the consequences, it's melted down and you get this great big uh, golden calf. And it's as if Moses doesn't realise this because God, God, but God is aware of what's happened. And he says, I'm going to, you know, this is terrible. I'm going to wipe the people out and start again. Very, very serious, really. But Moses takes responsibility, doesn't he? He takes responsibility for the people. And how uh, kind of audacious, isn't it, really, to challenge God, you know? You know, remember, uh, he says to God, remember the promise that you made to Abraham, Isaac, and the people of Israel, um, really, that you... Um, Anyway, he pleads with them, doesn't he? And God says, right. Um, and God relents, doesn't he, rather than repents. He, he relents. Um, even though the people have gone by the wayside on this occasion and done something very serious. Do you remember that song um, in the 60s? Spirit in the Sky by uh, Norman Green, Greenbaum. In Norman Greenbaum. So it, it's, a, it's a good song, isn't it? And uh, apologies to the musicians, but I went to the annual ukulele sing-along at the Royal Oak at Settle yes, yesterday. And they sang this song. And I must admit, I felt sorry for any locals because raising the roof, you know, there was a chap at the end of the bar looked as though he'd done a, a day's work, came in just for a quiet drink. And uh, it must have been a, a form of torture for him, you know, but the rest of us weren't bothered about that. But we sang this song. Um, and if you, if you, the, the first verse, when I die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's best. When they lay me down to die, going up, to the spirit in the sky. Well, that might be theologically not debatable. That's reasonably acceptable, isn't it? You know, in the in the, in the broad sense. But the verse, but the verse further down says, or is it the chorus? I've never been a sinner. I've never sinned. I've got a friend in Jesus. And I thought, just a reminder that I think that's theologically very very dodgy, isn't it? You know. Um, 
but there we were singing, singing it along, you know, theologically not correct, um, as if someone's not taking responsibility for, um, for their actions. So back to Moses, he took responsibility for the people who had strayed. And actually, God was very merciful on that day. Um, Moses was less so, because when he went down the mountain, he, he authorised uh, serious consequences for the people who would, had uh, built the calf and gone astray. Um, but anyway, he, he took responsibility. And it kind of raises this question, um, we perhaps think of God as the philosophical God, constant of a constant mood, compassionate, but surely not angry. But on this occasion, he was. And th this was more of a human response, wasn't it, to the situation. Um, so a lot of food for thought there. Um, so there we have Moses and responsibility. Um, I had a lovely example last night, and uh, Mike sat at the back there. We were on street angels' duty, and um, as so often, you, you know, you get many compliments about what you're doing. People do appreciate it, and often nothing happens. And uh, but if it is going to happen, it's usually on the last shift when you're looking forward to getting getting home. And uh, the last person we came across was really in a very sorry state, and a. 17 year old young man who drunk far too much uh, without, I don't want to put you off your dinner but he kind of emptied his stomach really and was suffering from something and we didn't, the three of us didn't quite know what to do because he, this lad was just it was worse than unintelligible he wasn't saying anything for a long time but the thing is I just, just very briefly we approached it and a lady had a kind of taken responsibility because she was stood over him shouting and swearing at him to get up and all that and we thought it was his mother but this lady wasn't his mother she was just passing by and he was down the alleyway down down near um, um, Mastabs, down the side of Mastabs, what they call it. Uh, so she was being kind in a way, but you know, hearing her shouting at him. And, uh, then we appeared on the scene and we took responsibility uh, up to a point, walked him, and it, but he couldn't walk very far. He sat down on some steps and these two young people came up and they took responsibility for him. Unbeknown at the time, we didn't know that they'd got some experience. Uh, a girl worked in the, uh, at the hospital and the lad was training to become a paramedic. And so they knew exactly what to do, you know. Uh, and this girl rifled his pockets to find his, his identity. This lad was barely conscious, you know, and we were a bit alarmed, but it was all in the right thing. So they took responsibility and then eventually we ran the ambulance and they took responsibility. And um, I just thought it was a, 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 perhaps a lesson in, in responsibility. We, were, we learned one or two things uh, as well last night about uh, uh, situations. I suppose the obvious question to ask you all is, have you lost anything <laughs> lately? And I'm, I'm sure some of you, uh, some of you have. Have you lost any keys? Have you lost your wallet? Have you lost a child at the front at Blackpool? <laughs> Do they still have the lost children's caravan at Blackpool? <laughs> have you lost a dog? I lost a bus ticket in Lisbon in Portugal. 
on the famous 28 tram. I was pickpocketed from behind. Fortunately, it was the only thing in my pocket. It was only worth about £13. But I did feel a sense of loss at the time, you know, um, to be abused like, like that. And I remember next time. We've been fortunate enough to be on a, a cruise to nowhere very, very recently. And you meet people on the ship every day who are lost trying to find their way back to the cabin. One gentleman never turned up. I think the setting off time from a field was five o'clock to be there for half past, back at half past four. This man never, never turned up. They sent out a lad running for him, you know, and as we all leaned over the side, yeah, oh, he's there, he's late, you know, it was a notoriety for the rest of the cruise, you know, lost, you know. If we lose um, something, in practice, much will depend on, I suppose, our economic state, won't it? Um, this story of the lost sheep and, and the lost coin, um, in, that, in that respect, would depend, the seriousness would depend very much on the financial implications of that loss, uh, in a way, particularly for the woman and the, uh, the lost coin. And you think about the developing world where situations could be very serious if somebody loses money or perhaps loses um, water. If you've carried a container of water for five miles for the family and then it spills and you've, you've got to go back or you can't go back, um, the implications could be uh, very serious, couldn't they? If you, children have to drink contaminated water. So we can soon start thinking about the consequences uh, of loss. And so let's try and understand the full impact of the story in Luke's Gospel. Um, think about what the impact it might have had upon the people listening to Jesus. And of course the, the story that comes immediately after this is the Good Samaritan, uh, sorry, the Prodigal Son story. Have I got that right? Yeah. Um, but that's not in today's lectionary. Um, a loss and then finding your way back, so to speak. So let's consider just how the Pharisees are hounding Jesus more and more. You know, this man's a nuisance, isn't he? You know, to the Pharisees and, uh, and their interests, uh, if you will. They don't want him around, do they? And uh, these are not stories that the Pharisees want to hear. But of course the tax collectors and the sinners know who Jesus is talking about, who the lost people are. So we have to think about God's free love for us. He is ready and waiting when we wander off and get separated by our own will and actions. Like a willful child in a supermarket, we cut ourselves off from God's love. But he's always waiting for us there with abundant love. It is us who put things in the way and us who cut ourselves off seems to be the message. So we thank God that Jesus, that God sent Jesus, the good shepherd indeed, to look for us. Aren't we all at the end of the day that one sheep that went missing when we go our own way? 
We often see sheep, don't we, on the wrong side of the, uh, of the farmer's fence, running up and down, trying to get back in to the field with their sheep friends. What is it? Something looks more attractive on the other side of the fence. And yet as soon as they get out, they want to get back in, don't they? But they can't find their way back. Um, is there something in your life or my life that puts a barrier between us, between you, me and God? Um, we're challenged to think about anything then in our lives which we might regret the one thing or more than one thing that might stand in the way of our relationship with God and might be putting a barrier in the way so it comes back to this word perhaps of responsibility uh, in Moses then we heard about him taking responsibility and God who always takes responsibility but being prepared to take that responsibility and have a, have a change of heart and mind and not do what um, he intended to do as a result of the sin of the people and in the, this story then we've got the good shepherd leaving the 99 sheep to look for the one sheep who's gone astray and the determination of the woman then looking for the lost coin and the joy which uh, is shared which she shared with her family when that coin was found so a lot of food for thought there about responsibility uh, and action 